Somebody say praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Going to do another podcast. That our names may be written in the Lamb's book of life. I've been trying to wait on this. The Lord gave it to me. Woke me up about 3.30 this morning, 4 o'clock, and gave me one. I'm going to try to deliver it as best I can. After that last one he gave me where he woke me up and almost spoke to me, sounded like almost audibly. He said, can I tell you of a city? Well, I learned a little more about the city. I checked it out a little more and checked a few things out. And, and last time I did make a little error. I was looking at a footnote and it said 14,200 foot high. I don't know where it came from. It was on my phone. I don't know where it came from. I know and have known for a long time that the city is the same height, the length and the breadth that is four square and the same height it is wide and tall, long. But anyway, not to get on with that, this is going to be about a little bit more about the city and a little bit more about are your names written in the Lamb's book of life. Oh, glory. Father, right now be with us, Lord. Put your word here, Lord. Lord, if I speak of myself, I am but a fool and I know nothing at all. But if, if you'll help me, Lord, if you'll put your word in our heart, Lord, and your word in my mouth. And just perhaps I can learn a little too. Ah, Lord God, Lord God, that our names may be written in the Lamb's book of life, binding now the hand of the wicked one, coming against every evil work and everything that would be against the knowledge of God. For we have an enemy, my friends, and every time we try to do good, have you ever noticed that sometimes obstacles get in your way? Sometimes you'll see things are going really good and everything's just going well and God's blessing and things are just good and you just feel good. And then guess what? Next day it seems like Satan comes and just tries to stomp a mud hole in you. Well, guess what? That's what he's trying to do. He's your enemy. He's not, he don't like what he sees. He don't want you happy. He don't want you blessing and prospering. But guess what? God's stronger than he is. If you persevere and if you press on and keep going, God's going to put a, put a whoop on the devil for you. He's going to send him away from you. He's going to put him back on where he belongs and, and you're going to keep on going. That's what he said to Job when Satan came before God and God said, have you seen my servant Job, a righteous and an upright man, none like him? Satan says, oh, but if you quit protecting him, if you quit blessing him, he'll curse you to your face. Ah, oh, glory, we know he was a lie. We know it was a lie. I was just listening to Job on the Bible stream on Bible is. And if you want a good Bible app, it's Bible.is. Faith comes by hearing, but it's in Google Play or in most app stores. Bible.is. It's a good Bible app. I was just listening to Job, and Job didn't curse God. Job did not open his mouth to sin. Job was a good man, stayed a good man, kept his integrity when most all would have failed. But anyway, getting on back to what we were talking about, the Lamb's Book of Life. Is our names written in the Lamb's book of life? Satan don't want, he don't want you to make it. He don't want these things to go well for you. So he comes to fight. He sends his ambassadors to 
try to deceive you, to try to trick you, to try to steal your joy. But you can't let him. You might get a little depressed one day. You might get a little down one day, but don't stay down. Get back up. The Bible says if a righteous man falls seven times in a day, he picks himself up and walks again. Just because things ain't going your way today, that don't mean they won't go the way tomorrow. Just because you're a little depressed today, that don't mean the sun won't shine a little brighter the next day. Oh, Lord God, Lord God, most of the time, if we really have trouble, it ain't Satan bringing it on us. Most of the time we've done something or we've brought it on ourselves. most of the time. Now, when you're really doing good and... And everything's going well, and then all of a sudden something just throws a wrench in there, and you know you ain't done nothing wrong. You know, well, as best you're able. You know you've tried to do your dead-level best, and still trouble comes. Well, now that's the devil. That's Satan coming, trying to destroy you. But if you'll hang in there, the Bible says that after you've been strengthened a while, stand strong. God will prevail for you. God loves you, people. Fear not, little flock, it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Binding now the works of darkness, coming against every evil work and everything that would be against the knowledge of God. Stand, therefore, will you learn loins girt about with truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation. But stand, having done all else, Paul said to stand, because if you'll stand and wait and see the salvation of God. Ah, oh, glory. Sometimes we get ahead of ourselves. We try to do it ourselves, But we've got to wait on God. We've got to see what he's going to do. We've got to follow what he wants us to do. And go where he wants us to go. Ah, oh, glory. Remember Ezekiel's will. And there was a will within a will. And whatever the spirit was to go, they went. Where the Spirit stopped, they stopped. Where the Spirit went, they went. That's where we've got to be. When God moves, we need to move. When God stops, we need to stop. And when God tells us to wait, we need to wait. For they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not faint. Oh, we got good things coming, people. Yes, there's some trouble going to come in between all that. But don't look on the trouble. Keep your eyes on the prize. And remember the good things that God has prepared for those that love him. We may have to struggle through some things. We may have to. Ah, Lord God, Lord God. Trouble may come, but trouble will go. Problems may come, but problems will go. Oh, Lord God, Lord God, that our names may be written in the Lamb's book of life. Malachi 3 and 16. Then they that feared the Lord spoke often one to another, and the Lord took notice. He heard them, and a book of remembrance was written before him. For them that feared the Lord, and they that think on his name often, and speak of him one to another. What did Deuteronomy 6 and 4 say? What did chapter 6 of Deuteronomy say? It said that you should speak of these things often. When you rise up, when you lay down, when you see your neighbor, tell him of the goodness of God. People so often, they forget. They talk about the troubles. They talk about the things that are going wrong. 
but they forget to tell people to trust in God, to believe on the Holy One of Israel, that he will deliver you through. Job said, Yo, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Now that's hard to understand sometimes. And again, Jesus said, Blessed are they that die in Christ from henceforth. Now we don't figure that dying is a blessing, and we don't figure that being slain is still allowing us to trust because we feel like we've been betrayed. Here we are about to die. And yet Job says, and Job is on the point of death, and he says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Now, understanding the kingdom of God sometimes takes a little more than our everyday thought. Ah, oh, Lord God, Lord God, Father, open the doors now. Pour forth of your spirit, Lord. Help us now, Jesus. Bind now the hand of the wicked one. Come against every evil work, Lord, and everything that was against the knowledge of God. Ah, glory. And again, let me tell you of a city whose builder and maker is God. John chapter 14, Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you, a city, that where I am you may be also. They saw him go away, and he said that in the 14th chapter of John. And then John the Revelator expounded it a little more when he got into Revelations. And in the very end, after all the trouble, after all the things that John told us was going to come to pass. And then he says, even so, return, Lord Jesus. Ah, oh, glory for the very end. He knew and he saw and he, he saw that place that when Jesus said in the 14th chapter of John, he says, I go away to prepare a place for you. That where I am, you may be also. And then at the very end of Revelations, we see John talking about that place he went away to build. That holy city let down out of heaven as a bride adorned for her husband. Ah, glory. Jesus, Master. King of kings and Lord of lords. Touch us today, Jesus. Lord Yeshua. King of kings and Lord of lords. Lord Yeshua, bind now the resistance, Lord. Bind now the things that would hinder and hurt, Lord. Open the doors, our Lord God, Lord Yeshua. Jesus, Master, open the doors, Lord. Bless now, Lord. Save now, Father. King of kings and Lord of lords, touch us now, Jesus. And the nations of them that are saved shall walk in the light of it. That's something that I, you know, I, I've come to realize that the best I can tell and from all the commentaries and the different things that that city is not going to cover the entire earth. It's supposedly 1,400 feet high, 1,400 feet wide, 1,400 feet deep, four square and the height is equal to the length and the width but now if it's like everything else in prophecy that 1400 miles law would just be 14,000 like I said this the first time because if it's housing some of most of the saints of God from the beginning of time then it's got to be big because the seventh chapter of revelations told us I saw a number that no man could name after the 144,000, he said, I saw a number that no man could name. No man could number. Ah, oh, glory. 
of every multi, of every tribe, of every tongue, of every nation. Oh, Lord God, Lord God. And John said, well, actually, the angel looked at John and said, who are these? And John said, sir, you know. He said, these are they that have come out of great tribulation, who have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb, washed their robes in blood and come out white. Ah, oh, glory, King of kings and Lord of lords, touch us now, Jesus. Pour out of your Spirit upon us today, Lord, by the mercies of the living God. King of kings and Lord of lords. But you see, that city is... It's got to have other nations around it because it says the nations that are saved shall walk in the light of it. So there's going to be other kingdoms out around, you know. It may be like right now, you know, you got the angels and the archangels. And it may be that there's going to be some that dwell eternally in the city. And then there's going to be some of us out there in the nations. Some of us out there still on got the nations that says they're going to come in to bring their glory and honor into it and in the midst of the city there's a tree that's going to be for the healing of the nations and it says that the sun and the moon is going to be ashamed because the glory of the lord god and the lamb are going to be the light of the city and give the light to the nations and the whole earth shall be full of his glory ah oh, lord god lord god we don't know everything exactly we're trying to take from scripture and trying to hear from God and trying to imagine something so glorious that there's just no way to imagine it. Ah, oh, Lord God, Lord God. But ah, oh, glory, if we can just see a glimpse. If we can, ah, oh, glory. Oh, glory to the Lamb of God. I had a dream one time and God just brought it to my remembrance. I was listening to the Bible on tape in my sleep and, and this man came to me and, and he started telling me of telling me of God and talking to me and trying to bring me back. I was in a little bit of a gray and backslidden state, not real bad, but bad enough. And, uh, but I was still listening to my Bible on tape and still trying to get close to God and and I saw this man and he showed me a city in the distance. <laughs> and that city in the distance was full of light. There was no darkness there. We were standing in the darkness. <laughs> that dim gray light. But in the distance I could see that city. I could see that city full of light. Ah, oh, glory. For there shall be no night there. Ah, oh, glory. And the earth's not going to be darkened that day. That darkness I was standing in was representing my life at the time. And he was trying to bring me out of that darkness because, oh, Lord God, Lord God, I was in this gray area in my life and, and darkness was about my soul. And, and this man came up from behind me and he, he acted as though he was going right by me and I called out to him and he, and he stopped. And when he did... I could tell it was a God of light. I could tell that it was my Lord coming for me, Lord. He had sent his angel to, to talk to me. And he showed me the city of light in the distance. I couldn't see it then because I wasn't where I needed to be. But ah, glory, show me, talk to me. And he showed me that city in the distance. And there was light in that city. 
Ah, glory. King of kings and Lord of lords, and they shall bring their glory into the city and all the nations of the earth and, and any city that won't. They aren't going to rebel in that day. It says that if they won't bring their glory and honor into it, they'll be cut off. Ah, Lord God, Lord God, but in that day, the, rebel, the rebels are going to be gone. The rebels are going to be gone because it's going to be a, that city in that day. That's after the thousand-year millennial reign. That's after the judgment, the great judgment of God. That's, that's after the first resurrection, and after the resurrection of the unjust, after Satan's cast into the eternal fire forever and ever. That's after the death, hell, and the graves cast into the fire forever and ever. That's the end game, my friend. That's after we've already been judged. That's after the nations stand strong and they're full of glory and the glory of God and the light and the Lamb are there in our glory. That's the time we look for. That's the time we long for. Don't get me wrong. The millennial reign spoken of in Isaiah 9 and 6 and 4, I think it is. Isaiah, is it Isaiah chapter 9 or... Oh, I'd have to look it up, but it's unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. How can one man be all? Only God, my friend, only God. O Lord of heaven and earth, King of kings and Lord of lords, for the Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand, and I one of those things. O Lord of heaven and earth, King of kings and Lord of lords. But we can't stop there because Isaiah was also speaking of the millennial reign. And he said that that son of the prince of peace, that that, that, that child would rule the nations with an iron hand. So we know that hadn't happened yet. That's talking about that millennial reign of Christ while Satan is cast into prison for a thousand years. Ah, glory. Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection. Upon him the second death has no power. Ah, glory. Blessed are they whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Ah, Lord God, Lord God, is your name written in that book, my friend? excuse me, is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? How do you know if it's written in there? Are you serving him? Are you obedient to his word? Are you following after the way of the world? Are you letting him rewrite the book? God's words, God's word, it don't change. God don't change. His word don't change. People change, my friend. That's what separates you from God. God don't change. You change. God don't change. God's word don't change. The eternal glory is just that, the eternal glory. There is no changing. Ah, oh, glory, for he saith, I change not. Ah, oh, blessed be the name of the Lord God of Israel, King of kings and Lord of lords. Touch us today, Lord Yeshua, Jesus, Master. And the nation's of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth to bring their glory and honor into it, 
and the gates, all of which are each made from one pure pearl, shall not be shut. There shall be always day there. There shall be no night there, but the eternal glory of the Lord God and the Lamb shall be the light thereof. The sun and the moon will be ashamed because their light will be dim compared to that light. Why do you think we're changed in the moment and twinkling of an eye? Why do you think in the second chapter of Thessalonians that it says that the Lord shall consume them with the spirit of his mouth, that the glory, the splendor of his coming shall destroy the Antichrist, shall destroy the son of perdition? And Paul said, Look up, for your redemption draws nigh. For when you see him, when you see the sky split, my friend, he's not coming back in a little quiet fashion this time. It's going to be a world event. It says, A heaven shall roll back as a scroll, and one sat on the throne. And upon his name, upon his thigh name, written the word of God, King of kings and Lord of lords, upon his head the crown of many nations, Ah, glory, King of kings and Lord of lords, and upon a white horse he rode. Ah, Lord God, Lord God, for he's not returning this time to be mistreated again. No, he's coming back to make judgment. He's coming back to set things right. Ah, glory. And the Bible says that when his glory appears, that we are changed in the moment, the twinkling of an eye, that the dead are raised first, and we that are alive and remaining shall be caught up in the air to be with him at that moment. It never speaks of two returns, my friend. There's nowhere in the Bible I can find it. Now, I know people, they want to say this and they want to say that. I guess God can do whatever he wants to do. But the best I can tell, that sky splits. We're caught up in the air with him. The dead are raised in a moment, a twinkling of an eye, just like Paul said right then. And Enoch said he comes with ten thousands of his saints, so there's already an army with him. And we're caught up in the air and changed in that moment, because if we weren't changed, we also would be destroyed, because his brilliance, his glory is just too great. The reason a man can't stand before the living God is he couldn't stand the eminence. He couldn't stand the brilliance, the power. It's just too great for the physical body that we stand in we have to be changed we have to be made like him john said it appears not yet what we shall be but we know that when we see him we shall be made like him ah oh, glory and they want spaceships they want aliens oh lord god lord god we're going to be given something and we don't need a spaceship we won't need these things for God is going to make us like unto the Son of God. And that same Spirit that was in Jesus, that raised him from the dead, if that portion is in you, if that deposit's been made in you, then so shall God raise you up in that day. Ah, glory. You may go into the dust, my friend, but you lay there in hope. But I truly believe that you never lose consciousness. I believe that when you die, your consciousness immediately goes to be with God. You are immediately with God. And wherever you're going to go, you go then. You go right then. It's the body that sleeps. It's the body that lays in the dust. From dust it was taken to dust it returns. But God knows where that dust is. And when he comes back, he's going to raise that body up and join it back with the same spirit that he gave you. And then you shall be eternal. The good and the just raised to rule with him eternally. And the unjust raised to eternal death.
For we both get raised and we both get a body. Oh, Lord God, Lord God, if you love your children, you better be praying for them. If you love your family, you better be praying for them. If you don't want to spend an eternity in hell, you better be praying for yourself. Oh, glory, people don't want to hear about hell. People don't want to hear about the other side of the coin, but Paul said, Behold, the goodness and the severity of God, goodness toward you if you abide in his goodness, but severity if you do not. God don't play, my friends. He's loving. He's kind. He loves you. But he is also just and holy and will not transgress his word for your sin. He'll forgive your sin. He'll help you out of your mully grub and he'll help you out of your mud and your muck. He'll help you to clean yourself up. He'll help you to do right. But he won't wallow in the mud with you, my friend. He'll pull you out of it. But he's not going to. It says nothing that offends shall enter that city. It's time to get cleaned up now, my friend. Grace is for now. Getting it right is for now. Because if you don't get it right here, you ain't going to get it right there. Not likely. Oh, Lord God, Lord God. Revelations 3 and 5. Chapter 3, verse 5. And the one who overcomes all things will be clothed in white and their name will, and their names will not be blotted out from the book of life. But nothing unclean will enter that city. Only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life it's sad to think that he has an eraser, but obviously this, he says that he will not blot out their name. So obviously he has that ability also. But the Bible tells me that the elect were the elect from the foundation of the world and he knows them. And it's not possible for them to be deceived. So the only way you can be removed is if you remove yourself. If he blots you out, it's because you took your name out. It's because you took yourself out. The Bible says that the elect can't be deceived, that they can't be cast down, they can't be cast out, that God has already written their name in the Lamb's book of life, that it's already in the book of remembrance, that he already knows you. He told Jeremiah, I knew you before you were in the womb. And again, to all who think that abortion might be okay, if God knew them before they were in the womb, I wouldn't want to try to push that one over on the Lord. Ah, oh, Lord God, Lord God, King of kings and Lord of lords, touch us today, Jesus. Remember, we are made worthy by the blood of the Lamb. None of us are worthy of our own accord. None of us are worthy by our own ways, by our own self. We are made worthy by the blood of the Lamb. It is His righteousness. It is His life. That he puts in us. It's not us. We've done nothing. We can do nothing. But it is him who walked up the hill of Golgotha. It is he who framed the worlds. <laughs> Remember the gospel of John. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made. It was made in him was life. And that life was the light of men. In him was light, and that light was the life of men. Say it ever how you want. It means the same thing. For he made all things, and he made you. That you might spend eternity with him. 
because the one thing that God longs for as friends, children, loved ones, we can't give God anything else. He don't need your money. He don't have, there's nothing you can build for him. There's nothing you can give him except your love, your care for one another, to do right before him, to love your brother, to love your sister, to take care of your children, your family, to do right before the Lord, that he can be proud of you. Just like a father wants to be proud of his children, the Lord wants to be proud of you. What did he say about Job? He bragged before Satan. He said, look at Job, a righteous and an upright man. So God wants to be able to say that about you. He wants to be able to tell others, look at this man. Look at him walking uprightly. Look at him doing right. Look at this woman over here, abstaining from fleshly lusts, abstaining from the things of the world, trying to walk uprightly, trying to be godly in the middle of an ungodly generation. God wants to brag on you, my friend. Give him that. Walk uprightly. Let him brag on you a little bit. Lord bless y'all. And remember, it's not you. You can't walk upright by yourself. It is by the blood of the Lamb we are made worthy. And just like the children of Israel covered the doorposts with the blood of the Lamb and they were spared, cover, the, cover yourself and your family every day in prayer with the blood of the Lamb that you may be spared, that you may see that glorious city, that your name may be written in the Lamb's book of life, Lord bless you and keep you on. And may the mercies of the living God be upon you. Having hope in no other but the risen Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And not I only, but all that call on his name. Lord bless you and keep you on now. Lord bless.